This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the fanalist, and Southey. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a week. Uh, it's been a week of working, so another Sunday episode. And unfortunately, our friend Southey is still feeling under the weather, so uh, welcome back. D'Artagnan Brodinski, also known as Darty uh, Broder for short. I like that. How's it so, going, man? It's like Cardigan Backyard again, you know? You get a little full version of the name. <laughs> well, I uh, I have my um, my orange Vodjuska here, so I was feeling a little Michael Scotty. Your Orenthal James over there? Yeah. So uh, how's it going, everybody? How's your, how's your week been? Been a little lonely without you guys, you know, watching those Leaf games, and you weren't there to... You know, break down the game. So I'm so glad we got to get together today and we can talk about it. But yeah, so far so good. Yeah, I felt robbed. Like I pay a lot of money for this discri- subscription and I'm not getting any content. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's our, our last four days of filming this one. So uh, I'm done work on Friday. So hopefully, do they play on Friday? I think I can catch the Friday night game. Yeah. So. West Coast. Yeah, games. so I'll I'll be able to catch that one, and I'll be back for like all of December and January normal, so we can see each other all the time and talk about all the games, and it'll be great. I had yeah. um, I was watching the game on my phone uh, last night at work. I had it. We were in an office. There was a shelf, and I kind of hit it in the back of the shelf. And so uh, when we're on set, what's on the the cameras is on the monitors and what we call Video Village. So everybody was kind of looking at the monitors, and they all noticed me kind of looking like this way. And people kept coming over like, what are you? Oh, my God. Of course you are. Like, just with my phone in this little pocket. It was great. Those damn Leaf fans. Oh, yeah. But God. Hey, Andrew and I do whatever we can to catch them while we're working. So, uh, hey, Nashville and uh, New York recap. Did we do those? Those are our last time. Why isn't this refreshed? Let's get into it. Well, I got to say, I was at the game, the Nashville game on Tuesday, and that was a good time. Yeah, that, you know, first game of the year for me in the Scotiabank Arena. So had to do it up, uh, had the tattoos on the face and everything. And yeah, we went hard and obviously it was a great game to watch. And, you know, three nothing shutout. Go Campbell once again. Carrying my team. Love it. Yeah, it's an awesome uh Awesome thing to get notifications of, but uh, glad glad you got to see it for us. It was great. Yes, kept you all in mind. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Screamed my uh, my face off, scared the kid beside me. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, just an- another regular day on the job. But uh, I-, I definitely tried to catch a T-shirt for him. I failed, but it's fine. Hope he, uh, yeah. Sorry, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I warned my girlfriend that the most uh, hostile and loud you will ever see me in in life will be when we go to a Leafs game. <laughs> it's a it's a different version of me that awakens. So uh, yeah. the the Rangers game two to one win again. Fill me in here. I missed that one. It was a tight game, two to one. Like you said, the last game was two to one in OT, but good thing uh, the Leafs sunk in the second goal in time 
the end of the third period, of course, I don't know, Morgan Riley must be listening to Leafs Late Night because he took our notes, those big shots from the blue line, even though it's not a heavy shot, he just flick of the wrist in, loved it. I know social media was going crazy over that, especially times two. So it was great. Sad you missed it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think I caught true, the last but... like Morgan Riley goal. So that's, uh, you know. Wasn't like a I don't know how do you th- how do you find that game, uh, Steph? Like, was it worth watching or? Yeah, it it was good. Like, it was a super tight uh, game. The only downfall about the Leafs is that uh, their power play. It was the first time it wasn't clicking uh, after the big streak, so that was a bummer. But uh, it was tight. Like. The Leafs played an awesome defensive game, and that's all we've been asking for, right? But unfortunately, that was the start to our power play difficulties that carried on this week. Uh, Darty, I just I have to point this out. Um, you got a Vegas banner behind you. You're wearing a mm-hmm. New Jersey Devils jersey. Like, take us take us through the set here. <laughs> Okay, so I got to explain the drip, right? <laughs> so uh, for those that are just listening and not watching here, yeah. So let me tell you something, and you already know this: that Leafs gear is just as expensive in Ontario as Leafs tickets. <laughs> so I, you know, oh, yeah. I try to I try to catch my Leafs gear at a really good price, but uh, you know what? Obviously, dude, my name Darty Broder. I was a huge fan of uh, Martin Broder growing up, so you know I got to rep the Marty Broder jersey. Let you guys know I'm not just some fake. That I actually, you know, I didn't just pick that name because I like darts and there's a good goalie. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I actually don't smoke a lot, surprisingly, but but no, I I know I liked I liked the jersey, so I love Martin Broder. And like this is from uh, when they snuck into the finals uh, against uh, L.A. Nice. And then this right here, this is a Walmart special. I got <laughs> I got this for like ten bucks on sale. <laughs> You can't say no to that. And then uh, nice. there's a giant monkey back there. So I figured, you know, just to add some more Leafs memorabilia, we got that Leafs hat here. But uh, got to dress well, yeah, him up. Yeah, a little uh, Austin Matthews because uh, he's been doing qu- quite well. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I like the mix of teams. It's uh, you're like, what's his name? Hockey guy with all the jerseys. You know, um, <laughs> it's, it's like a kind of like a Tim and Sid vibe. We got a lot of, uh, so, you know, try to have some sports memorabilia. I know it's a little bit of a mix and mash, but uh, we're on a low budget here. So, <laughs> yeah, I got to work out whenever there's three of us, it shrinks the size of my thing. All of my stuff is on a shelf over here. I've got like my 20, number 29 Nylander and all my scholastic hockey books. And I have the yearbook from last year and Steve Dangle's book signed. And I just want it all behind me, but I didn't lay my room out properly. You gave me the, the time to do it, so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to lay this out properly so they know that this is a hockey podcast. <laughs> Not, you know, that the late, least late <laughs> night would to tip them uh, to that. Uh... <laughs> no. Oh, I got to say, um, shout out to all of the fans here, the, the listeners for supporting it. We uh, we peaked at 50th in Canada on hockey podcast, which is wild. Uh, our last episode with you uh, has been just continuing to get plays since we posted it, which is... Uh, not, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's unusual for our show, but usually after the game has happened, that's kind of it. But people, uh, people have been tuning in. Yeah. So thanks. Everybody. Also, uh, shout out to our fans in Twitter jail right now. I know there's at least one of you that is still following along, but messaging on the sidelines. So just know that you're you're appreciated. And yeah, what is it? Thirty more hours or whatever, Luke Man. So <laughs> yeah. 
I got us we'll in Twitter chat again jail soon. Too. Oops, sorry, Twitter, but I got to get followers. And the only way I know how is to follow people. So thank you, everybody. Love you. So explain that to me. You were uh, Twitter jail. Like, uh, obviously, you didn't say something offensive. I, mean, I know you guys, you know, you get, I know you get a little heated at the Leafs games, but uh, how'd you get into Twitter jail? What's, uh, what's the story there? <laughs> Um, so what I, oh, I shouldn't really give away my secrets. I went to uh -huh. school for, uh, for music industry and, um, part of the marketing side of it, it's a little weak. It's kind of like, like five, six year old Twitter tactics, but like, I'll take somebody that, um, is within our, you know, our stratosphere of whether it's fans or leaf accounts or something, and you just follow their followers because you figure that those people might be interested and you know if they follow you back great but the downside of that is you end up following like a thousand people so every now and then i go through and unfollow people that don't follow us or don't interact with things and if you unfollow like 200 people in a day twitter's like eh, eh, you're not allowed to do anything for three <laughs> yeah, days fair enough, fair enough. yeah Rude. so i've done that twice now oops and do you find like uh, a lot of your followers are actual leafs fans or just hockey fans in general um, I find that we do have a lot of Leafs fans. The The hockey fan side is something I'm trying to expand us more into. Um, there's some, there's like the UK Canucks fan I was talking to uh, today while uh, the game was going on. <laughs> Shout out, actually. He's like, it's a guy from the UK, so he's watching it in the middle of the night. And he's like, how come Twitter's dead for this Vancouver Canucks and Chicago Blackhawks game? I'm like, Mm, have you been under a rock? <laughs> I don't think they can give away tickets for either of those teams right now. <laughs> yeah, the pizza costs yeah. more than the tickets, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, no, I'd love to try to get us kind of out there. I mean, it's it's tough with a well, naming yourself Leafs Light Night, but um, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get you there. would think that that would, you know, naming yourself after one like team or organization would uh, push away the fans. But Dirty Broder has a surprising amount of Rangers fans, which I found out recently. Oh. See, I know I have Leafs and Habs fans because I crap on the Leafs because I love the Leafs. So the Habs love that. And then yeah. all of a sudden when I crap on the Habs, it's Tabernacle, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like half of my posts are <laughs> against the Leafs. Like, I'm like, shut up. Like, you get your turn. But then, like, I just found out recently, I was, like, yeah. looking through, like, especially on the Twitter, it's, like, got, like, Rangers fan here, like, you know, like, it's, like, so many different, like, um, like, like, I guess people named after players or player joke names, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't think of anything yeah. off of my head, but, like, I just, I get, like, the DMs, like, from Rangers fans, too. And I'm, like, I'm not sure if it's because, like, they're big fans of, like, Sean Avery and they, you know, they hate Fatso or whatever, but I get a lot of love from them. So, you know, shout out to the Rangers fans, all right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Steph and I both do a lot of live tweeting during the games, so we attract a lot of the, the Leaf fans in that world. So, uh, I mean, if we were to live tweet other games, maybe we could do that. But uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of been our, our thing holding us back at this point. Uh, People love live tweeting. They do. Just all the emotion. Just, man, button mash. <laughs> and they're, they're for yeah. it. <laughs> we have a very active uh, like live tweeting for the game. It's been fun. It's a, it's a new way to watch mm -hmm. the game for me. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to nothing. Uh, lost to Pittsburgh last night was not great. Start to the back to back. Um, lose to Pittsburgh no. again. This time with Sidney Crosby in the lineup. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins I have here. If the Leafs didn't lose those two awful games to them, they would be under five hundred. This is not a good Penguins team this year. Like, sorry, Berkey, but. Like without Malkin there, it's it's looking like a pretty rough time for the Pens. So 
how did that game go? What do you guys think? I mean, I, I said I watched it while I was working, but I can only watch so much and pay attention. So I have a quick question for Steph. Yeah. Because I, was, I yes. was watching this game, and I personally think that, like, I'm just going to say this right now, and you can burn me for it, but this is not a game that you can blame Jack Campbell for. That's my opinion, but how do you feel? No. I totally agree with you. Uh, the defense core, the top six, bottom six, however you want to put it, besides Jack Campbell, did not play the way they've been playing on their 10-game winning streak. Like They head into, they head into the game uh, winning 10 out of 11 games. Uh, Jari has a shutout right before. So the Leafs knew like coming off the 7-1 to one loss last time, they had to do something different. But even Keefe in the uh, interview, he said, I didn't mix up the lines because the lines weren't the issue. It was just the Pittsburgh pens and they kind of just collapsed. I don't know. Like Sid has 63 points in 45 games against the Leafs. So we knew it was going to be high, highly intense, you know, but I don't know. I totally agree with you, Darty, though, that it wasn't on Jack and yeah, no one, no one can sink it. It didn't go for any of the Leafs last night. Like, both but. of those goalies looked hot. Like, like I personally think Tristan Jari's trash. I don't know that his records. So I just, I just, I just think that. Okay, just he is. <laughs> so like he must. And you said because I didn't know he had a shutout the night before or, or the previous game. So yeah. that explains that. Like opens my eyes a little bit more too to that. Like you got a hot tendy, right? Like you're gonna, you're gonna. Sometimes you just lose to a hot goaltender. It happens yeah. because it looks like. And the Leafs played a little sloppy mm -hmm. that game. They kind of, honestly, the past couple of games I've been watching, yeah. they look sloppy, but they still won more than they did lose. But mm -hmm. they were going to lose it. Like if that's if that's how he was, then the, like that was one of those like kind of trap games or whatever. Like they should again, like they should beat the Penguins. Yeah. But you know, you get a hot goaltender and he wasn't letting anything in. Like I said, I watched Campbell; he looked great. Like I can't mm -hmm. even feel bad about that loss. Yeah, and it's funny that you bring up Campbell for the Penguins game because. Even though the Leafs were shut out yet last night, he was given the third star of the game, Jack Campbell. So that tells you something, wow. right? Because usually when you're shut out, it's all going to be Penn's players. But Jack was given the third third star of the game. So I thought I was going to bring that up later on in the show, actually, just because that's that's just how great he is. And I know Steve Dangle said on his podcast that like when Adam Wilde was asking, is Jack Campbell a top 10 goalie in the league? He straight up said, no, this is something that I will argue to the death about because we know Jack Campbell doesn't have a huge sample size. He's just over a hundred games played, but what else does this guy have to do to prove to the world that he is elite? Seriously. Yeah, they've like... been talking a lot about him in the context of the Olympic team. And I mean, we just found out today he was added to the, what is it, the, the short list of 50, 50 or 55 players. So, I mean, they've been saying yeah. um, Spencer Knight was going to be the third goalie in just to bring the kid. But, I mean, at this point, I think mm -hmm. you've got to give Campbell the look. What would it be, Hellebuck? And um, who's the other one for the States? Markstrom. Markstrom. I no, think. there's there's one more, isn't there? Or Holtby. Holtby? I heard that Campbell was going to... He's fighting for the third string spot right yeah. now and whoever's making the rolls up. But uh, I think he should be 1A or 1B. Like, there's no questions asked. At this point, yeah. I mean... I don't know. Also, the whole Olympic thing is coming into question now. There was discussion today with Canada about boycotting the Olympics in China because of 
numerous things that I don't even think we have time to get into, but look them up if you don't know what's going on. Got a tennis player that disappeared and amongst other crazy things going on in China. So don't know if there's even going to yeah. be a Canadian team in the Olympics, but we'll see. Yeah, I know. It's, in it's insane, but <clears throat> at the same time, it's exciting because it's the Olympics and it's one of those things you grow up watching on TV and you're like, yes, finally, my favorite players can play because they couldn't last time. But yeah, yeah and we'll we see. will be turning this podcast if all things uh, go, I don't want to say well, but if Canada goes to the Olympics and, uh, you know, the hockey team's there, we're going to turn this into a Team Canada podcast for that, that stretch because we, you know, got to support the country. Uh, yeah, I did okay. want to mention, because this kind of takes us Pittsburgh game and Darty's point earlier about fans of other teams, regardless of how many plays we got over the days after the last podcast we did was posted, there's still one episode that has more plays. And it is the 7-1 hmm. loss to Pittsburgh. Because yeah. when you put Leafs <laughs> in the title, everyone goes, oh, they lost bad? Let's go listen to the Leaf fans complain about it and cry. Yeah, that's the same thing with uh, Steve Dangle and his uh, LFR that night. It had over 200,000 views compared to his average between 30 and 50,000 views. So Yeah, he talks about, yeah, what was that... it, the, the Nashville game? It was like 9-2 or something as like one of his highest yes. played videos too. It's like, now... So if you want to hear uh, Johnny and I rage, like... go yeah. listen to that one. That's the thing. He's like, you know... <laughs> You, you're you're really angry and you just you just want to look for other people who are just as angry as you and uh you know that commiseration uh if that's uh you know Derry's using big words here but uh, that is a powerful uh powerful emotion and you know we you know we have our, obviously you folks have your own podcast that you've graciously let me on to give my uneducated opinion but uh you know not everybody has the opportunity to voice themselves and feel important right so at least like when you hear when you hear Facts. other you know big name Leafs fans or co commentators or you know analysts like feel the same thing that you feel you're like mm, yeah I can yell the exactly. TV and, and it sounds like me saying it you know <laughs> other people think what I think <laughs> yes which I mean not to stray too far off of the games for a sec but that's why it's sad that uh, TSN and Sportsnet I mean unfortunately have been cutting radio stations across Canada like some markets I think Vancouver come straight up lost their Sportsnet radio station like their AM channel like they, you know, fan. I mean, we're all switching to podcasts now. Hello, Leafs Late Night. Tune in Spotify, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> but shameless uh, plug, shameless <laughs> plug. But uh, no, it's you know, it's like you said, fans need a place to hear and voice their opinions and call in and things. And it's it's sad that uh, those budget cuts come from the big networks amidst radio and being on the decline. When really they should just shift those people over to you know, an online source like TSN has overdrive in Toronto that gets posted on Spotify. That's where I listen to it. I listen to it on the radio. Yeah, yeah it's true. Depends on the, the crowd, but I got to say last night, like fans came into the game thinking like we have to win this one after that brutal loss. And it even was a, I saw on Twitter season high in attendance and the return of Kapanen and all these fun things, you know, that they highlight, but I don't know. It was one of those games too, where the, the Leafs had the puck way more often than the pens, but they were outshot. They were the turnover turnovers were garbage. It just, yeah. 
I don't know. It was just one of those games. And I'm so glad tonight, though, we can put it behind us and think about the gracious win given by Joseph Wall, a.k.a. Brick Wall. The whole 19 saves versus, like, what are the Leafs? They doubled the shots. I think it was, like, 19 to 38. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, second career start, first shutout, two wins. Are we planning the parade around Plan him now? The oh, God, please parade, no. <laughs> so what is it? Mitchie Marner. Yes, Arena. Oh, Mitchie. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I have a point unrelated to the game. You take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I, my um my vision was a little blurry. And no, because I was not drinking. I don't, I, you know, just lot, lots of weird lighting in the room I was watching the uh, the game in. And I thought it said boobs arena. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit of a little, little bit of ch- childish humor from uh, myself. But uh, expect to see that on your Instagram tonight. <laughs> yeah, but please. Um, yeah, I just like you know, it was nice to see. Obviously, he didn't get uh, get the hat trick, but it was nice to see uh, Mitch Marner get uh, two very sexy goals. Um, that first Boy. one, like, was just I didn't. It was quick and dirty. I didn't expect it to happen. It just all yeah. of a sudden. Uh, I don't know who who it was that got the assist on there. It was probably uh, was it Bunting or Camp? I, I didn't see, but um, I just all of a sudden one. It's shorthanded. Uh, Darty loves a shorthanded goal. Who doesn't? And uh, two, it was just, again, yeah. just so silky, right? Backhand, forehand, then boom, in the back of the net, right when we need it. Because uh, the one thing, I'm going to I'm gonna turn, uh, you know, do a little spinorama here and say, put my Mike Babcock face on to say the last game against um, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, you know what they didn't do? And you guys are going to, you guys are going to, you're going to get this, you're going to get it right when I say it. It's, they didn't start the game on time. That's why they were down two nothing oh. because it was two nothing in the first. All right, I don't think we mentioned that. So oh, yeah, yeah, yes. it was Gensel and some other prick, Jeff something, Jeff Carter, <laughs> Jeff Carter. Carter. Sorry, I, thought, I was gonna say Turn Jeff the Skinner. Clock back. Yeah, there you go, fucking uh, Aaron Carter, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, no, because again, they didn't yeah. start the game on time. You know, classic Mike Babcock sentence, but it's true. As much as he was a jerk and he was an asshole to that team, he was very right in the fact that the Leafs don't start games on time. But you know. Yeah. When you're getting shorthanded goals like that, one, that's just humiliating. Nobody likes to get shorthanded goals. So there's also a reason why we could have won this game because, like, boom, right away, you're down one nothing. And then, two, it's Mitch Marner who, you know, literally gets torched every night when he doesn't play, you know, exceptional. Like, he has to play – he can't play satisfactory. He has to play exceptional. So two goals for Mitch Marner yeah. tonight is, uh, you know, perfect. That's, that's, what, that's what we like to see. That's all I got to say. I'll let you guys uh, – Well, that's what yeah. we're paying for. You should be getting two goals in a night, though. Should be getting two goals. That's just that's just average for him. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, I totally agree with you, Darty. And just to put the cherry on top of that, because another guy who's been kind of shitting, been shit on all season long is Jake Muzzin, and he was the one who assisted that shorthanded goal. So good on him for that huge stretch pass up the, the ice. And it was one of those goals where, like. We as fans didn't expect it to go in because, you know, they usually never go in shorthanded, but beautiful. Well, that's because and... stars on the Leafs never get the shorthanded chances. It's always somebody that you're like, oh, Pierre Engvall is coming down. Engvall. Oh, I saw a lot of Engvall. I've seen a lot of Engvall these past couple games. So, like, you know, he's out there. He's working hard. I like that. <laughs> yeah, he and Simmons both. You see a lot of them, but they cannot, for the life of them, put it in the back of the net. Uh, has Simmons scored yet? Does he have one? No, no. I didn't think so. Oh, yeah, uh, he does, actually. He has one, one goal. Okay. Oh, he's, yeah. 
the only two players on well the only players on the whole Leafs roster without a goal are Sandine. TJ Brody and uh Nick oh. Ritchie. For forwards, right? Because I don't think Lilligren scored, has he? I th- I think on the roster. Wow. I I recall actually. hearing, and maybe I was just hearing it incorrectly, that the that uh I was it something about Sandine's first goal was on the uh the um the Predators, but I think it was his first and only goal or something. I I can't remember. Someone, you know, you know, when you hear things, I don't know. I'd have to double check that, but I feel like he's had a pretty slow season too, Sandine. Yes. Okay. So you're, you're kind of right. So Richie and Brody and Sandine have not scored of the people that have played like every game. Oh, okay. so Lilligren, Dermot, Hall also down. haven't scored. Neither have Semyonov okay. or Amadio, but they've. It also like like that's like the list of the most irrelevant Leafs of all time. <laughs> so oh, we're yeah. not worried about well, that. No, no, not at all. Um, the problem is this is also that the bottom of the Leafs roster is what like the middle of the Vancouver Canucks roster looks like, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of lineup changes, uh, interesting tonight after Keith had his whole thing with the media last night. Oh, it was. The pens, not our fault. Blah, 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 blah. The three out of four left wingers were different. If you guys noticed, uh, bunting back on the first line, Richie bumped down to the third. Uh, Ingval on the fourth line. So that was interesting to take in. And also, almost forgot that Zidane Chara was an islander. Same. Same. <laughs> I've read someone tweet that. They're like, oh my God, I forgot Chara was an isle. I was like, wait. Where? Whoa! So did I. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> and the fact that he was drafted in fifty sixth overall in nineteen ninety six. So seven players on the ice tonight were not even born yet. That's so wild. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but same team that drafted drafted him in the beginning, and he's forty four years old. Like, how long does he have? I don't know. Like couple more years. The last one to like, go that long, what was it? I want to say it was between Timo Solani and like Chris Chelios. Chelios hit like 47, I think. I don't remember yeah. what Solani retired at, but I mean, I think he could push Chely- or Chelios's record. Like, I don't see... Ch- I mean, he looks pretty useless out there now, but I mean, he still wants to play. If someone's going to keep giving him a contract, I don't see any reason he's going to go away. I don't think mm-hmm. he'll be effective. That's the thing. But- it's going to be one year terms and whoever wants to sign him will sign him and it's going to go to the point where he plays in europe or he's just going to retire yeah we'll go play with uh yager as you said i still think he could clean <laughs> yeah. somebody's clock right like i think he, that's he's a big and in, intimidating oh, like, fellow on the ice so you know oh my god yeah giant so uh moving on this uh second game ever in the ubs arena i noticed right at the it's ubs right I'm UBS. Not, it's not what I said yes. earlier. Not boobs. Okay. Not boobs. <laughs> so second night at the boobs arena and um, the stands you could tell were not full, but oh, yeah. holy shit, that arena is so loud. I I don't know if you caught it, but when Marner scored one of his goals, there was a girl who must have been like beside the microphone because you just heard her scream. Like, And there was one point where she goes, match! It was so <laughs> Like, you can hear individual people yelling in this arena. It's so cool. When it's full, hope. Yeah. And the booze for JT tonight. I'm sorry. But this 
it's kind of like your clingy ex that won't let go. Right. Like we're at this point, it's three years later. Give it a rest. Like people move on. He went home. He plays for his hometown you now. Sorry the that you're the Leafs did. Shut up. Literally. And it's to the point where the Islanders did has have been doing better since he's been gone. Like they've went to the uh, semifinals two years in a row in the playoffs. They have only won five playoff series in 34 years before 2018. So why are you still crying? It's salty. I don't get it. Because this guy left us. What the? What, what's he doing leaving? Why is he leaving the island? Yeah, so insecure. Like. Show the guy some respect. We, I know we always speak about previous Leafs players and even like Dion Phaneuf, right? Like he was not the best <laughs> captain for the Leafs and, you know, he's been called a pylon. But when the guy comes back to his home arena, like he played for the Leafs, it's nothing but respect from the fans. Just like any other player who returns to their old team and plays again, it's only respect. So... What is with these Islanders fans? I don't know. I'm just sick of it at this point. Like, I get it the first year, whatever. You don't hear the Leafs fans booing Matt point... Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, seriously. And I don't know. It's just annoying at this point. And every time he touches the puck, like, <sighs> guys, get over it. Like, they're quick on that, man. They didn't miss a single possession of his. Like, as soon as he gets, as soon as the 91 hits, they're like, there he is. There he goes. He's going to get the puck. He got the puck. Get ready to boot. Get ready to boot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know if you heard, once everybody was leaving, like the arena was empty at the end of the night. And uh, then they started booing their they own were players. They booing their own players. And then you started hearing the Go Leafs go. <laughs> it was literally the same thing that happened in Philadelphia. They were booing the Leafs. Yeah. Then they started booing the Flyers. And then they started chanting Go Leafs go. <laughs> I call them Philadelphia. Make up your minds. I'm not real. Like, I saw a thing online actually that someone edited the uh, UBS uh, Wikipedia page to include. Uh, hold on, I gotta bring this up real quick. It, it was really funny, but they edited the bottom, so you know where they have the history section and such. It says, "Getting destroyed by the Toronto Maple Leafs." Leafs win 3-0 over the Islanders because the Isles can't win a game to save their lives in this new arena. <laughs> so, Man, they oh, have... I thought that was their, funny. their goals for are like at the bottom of the league now. Like, they're mm -hmm. in the bottom five for goals for. this. I mean, I know they're a defensive team. It's not how they play, but guys, you gotta score a couple to win. Like, you can't sit on a 0-0 zero -zero yeah. game. You gotta at least get up one or two nothing first. And, well, look at their power play. Oh, did you hear the stat when the Leafs, uh, when Marner scored that first goal? They're like, yeah, Islanders are like 0 and 7 when the other team scores first. Like, oh, guys, get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Marsh, what a team's just doing maybe badly uh, this year. Maybe they weren't, you know what? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're just, we were, we were hearing incorrectly and they weren't booing uh, Tavares. What they were actually going, they were saying, Lou, because. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're really upset, you know, with uh, Mr. Lamorello, old mob boss up there, just can't figure it out, right? So it could be something like that, you know, because even when I went to the game on Tuesday, I had to explain to my girlfriend, like, when the fans are saying soup, you know, how it kind of sounds like boo. Yeah. I'm like, this is a good chant. Like, we're saying soup <laughs> to 
It's a good support him, it's, not it's a tough boo. One. So yell soup. <laughs> but uh, speaking of that power play, um, New York Islanders are tied for the fewest power play goals in the league. So they're only thirteen percent. So yeah, it's not looking good with them. Like even on the first power play, they were just back and forth between the same two guys, boing, 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 boing. Like they couldn't even make up their mind. We're like, what are we gonna do, guys? But so we've yeah. seen a lot of like the uh, the old guy coaches getting outed for their tactics just not working anymore. Is this maybe like the end of the Barry Trotz era? Like is it, it's just not working. Like these young guys just not clicking with them anymore. I don't know, but that first period alone, the hits were sixteen to six for the <laughs> Islanders. It was a physical game. So <laughs> it was really hard. Yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty funny on one of the penalties. He's just cut over to Trotz, and he's got the iPad out, and he had his little reading glasses on. I'm like, oh, Barry. He looked a little miserable. Magnifying he glass. Pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, though, they, they, did, they did, uh, um, on one of the uh, the power plays the uh, Islanders had, they did uh, have some really good chances, and the Leafs were kind of uh, loafing a little bit. And actually, on one of the five-on-fives as well, it took, what, the D was on for well over two, three minutes, mm-hmm. and just getting absolutely yes. burnt so we got saved by mr uh mr stonewall uh, in the net there because uh, it looked a little scary of mm-hmm. course it's you know when we look back and say oh it's three nothing we just torched the islanders you know it's nice to look th- look at things in paper and say that's how it was but uh you know darty doesn't forget that was i was uh, getting a little mad i was about i was yelling just like any other leafs fan like get that garbage out of here get that puck you know, I, yeah. and they, and I, you know, I called it, you know, cause I'm just a genius. I did say, honestly, at this point, just ice it, like, just get it out of there, get your guys, uh, you know, some fresh guys on the ice and what they do, they iced it and eventually figured it out. But uh, I can't remember what period that was, but uh, it was rough. And I'm sure you guys, I think that was the third. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here. I'm glad somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, that was that yeah, whole play. That that's was... one of those ones where I was just like standing, just get off the couch. I'm just standing there, like at the kitchen. Just guys, get it out, get it out. <laughs> Hands it was, on the head. Yeah, that shift uh, did way better than any of their power plays tonight. And even for the Leafs, like the Leafs could not connect. They could not get set up for some strange reason. I don't know. The neutral zone was just clogged to the core like you'd have a leaf coming up through four islanders and it just was not working out tonight so yeah back on the uh streakless power play unfortunately one thing i want to mention uh sorry for interrupting uh but no. one thing i want to mention and maybe you guys you folks noticed this but uh new arena but possibly bad ice because i don't want to say that the uh, the leafs were just really bad with their footing which is actually quite a possibility there but i noticed a lot of tripping happening and not the penalty just guys just falling for no reason at all and part of me thinks that you know it's a new arena and maybe they need to sort their their situation out with uh temperature possibly because it, it looked like i saw marner i think it was marner he's about to like just start putting on the jets and all of a sudden he fell like uh, like phantom fall like <laughs> but yeah, i saw Sezikas fall a couple times clutterbuck failed like yeah th- a couple people went into the net like it was, i think it might be bad ice because good like, point yeah slippery. you never know right and it takes a little bit of time to get all of these things figured out and ironed out and yeah uh, it might be that it might be that the islanders just <laughs> suck <laughs> they kind of do. and the leafs are 
You know what? I got to agree with you, Darty, though, because even on Tuesday when I was at the National game, I was yelling at the top of my lungs all game long. I know the Leafs won and they shut out the Preds, but I've noticed I noticed so many little things and plays that were just disgusting. And I don't know, it didn't look good from where I was sitting way up high, but they looked slow and even though it looks great on paper, at the end of the day, these wins, I know it's a win is a win is a win. And Leafs Nation is all, yeah, just take the win. But no, I can't just take the win. We're, we're five years past for just the long run. Because like, these are the things that hurt the most yes. when playoff time starts, right? Like we can, you can, uh, you, you can, you can pull wins out of your ass all day, any day. But once uh, you get to the playoffs, that's when you need the actual skill, not just luck, right? Again, like games do get, taken from you by goaltenders and just bad bounces and just, you know, the old puck luck, right? That's where the, uh, the, the eye test folks like to puff their chest at the analysts and say, you know, the statisticians and say like, yeah, you guys are fucked. (laughs) Pardon my language, but it's true, right? That, you know, the old school, (laughs) the old school, like we just like what we see, you know, what we're, you know, we're watching that we're watching the tapes and this is what we like to see. And know, regardless of the numbers, we, we know what we know based on how things look, not how things are. And sometimes the happy middle ground is uh, um, probably the answer, but both sides don't want to agree to that. But yeah, when we're talking about how ugly things have looked the past three games, yeah, it does, it does look sloppy and it could just be stupid things like, you know, they're not comfortable in like the, you know, the arenas that they're in, or, uh, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done with, uh, because of all the line changes that are, are happening, like moving people up, moving people down. But again, mm-hmm. I'm also, I'm not gonna, you know, we're, I've been beaten down as a Leafs fan for the past uh, 20 years. And so I will just say that a win is God damn it, a win. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta, uh, well, we'd have uh, nothing to talk about if it wasn't just a win, right? <laughs> I gotta, uh, again, even though we keep plugging this podcast, but we love you guys. Uh, so Steve, Steve Dangle pulled up one of his tweets. Um, when the Kasha Richie comp goal happened. And uh, he was like, so we've run out of places to put Richie. We've tried him everywhere. The only place left is the third line, I guess. Not sure if that'll do anything. And then he just quote tweeted himself, LMAO. Because <laughs> uh, Richie, yeah. with a big recovery behind the net on a hit, sends it over to Kampf, who flips it up to Kasha, and they scored. The guys who can't score usually scored. Yeah. And every game we're wondering, is it going to be the top six? Is it going to be the depth? Like, is everyone going to work together? And so much talk about Richie. Only three assists in 20 games so far this season. Not what Dubis was expecting, but the competition is there because we have Ilya Mikhaev, who's going to return within the next week or two. The pins have come out of his finger and he has been practicing with the team. We have Josh Hosang, who has been on fire. Oh, that goal in the was AHL. dusty. Oh, Darty, I don't know if you saw this, so, but he got a game-winning goal. Was it an overtime? With the Marlies, I think he's with got the, like nine or twelve goals. I uh, can't remember if it was double digits or not, but uh, I it was nine, not twelve goals in nine games, or nine goals in twelve games, or something like that. But um, or maybe those numbers aren't right. I was I was watching. Uh, I think it was uh, Sports Center for that. So. Um, yeah, like the guy wants to play. Guy wants to be in the big leagues. So uh, put him in the show, right? Uh, we have uh, Superman coming back, uh, and I don't think anybody wants to open that can, pun intended. So because <laughs> uh, what? Like we're Toronto sports fans. You don't want to play here. You don't want to play here. Like get the get the frick out. Like 
<laughs> I don't want to be rude like, to the yeah, guy, but it's, but it's just like, you know, that's not actually how I feel, but I know that's how, you know, that's, I know that's how Toronto feels. It's how the city feels. It's the way we were with the Raptors. Like, you know, you know, Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to be here. So, yeah. you know, you know, screw Kawhi Leonard, even though he got us a ring and we, you know, we'll probably never see a ring in another 20, 30 years for any Toronto Post <laughs> team, but still like it's same, you know, even with, uh, Kaya, right. You, you make a mention that you don't want to play here or you want to, you know, you're not, you know, not getting enough ice time or whatnot. It's like, look, like you'd be happy with the ice time you're getting because you're not Austin fucking Matthews. <laughs> what was it yeah. do, you, do you follow the raptors was it goran dragic who came back in the uh, the kyle lowry trade and oh yeah uh, he got to toronto and he's like they tr- it was apparently loosely translated but he was just like yeah i don't really i don't really want to be here i might be somewhere competitive everyone's <laughs> like get them get the fuck out of here like we don't want you on the team see like, when you actually listen to the translation he what he does say is toronto is a frozen tundra and i would much rather be in miami but <laughs> so much better but it, i mean it's, there's a point there like dupas has brought in this you know all these sioux greyhounds and all these local toronto-born kids and when you have somebody like mikhaev who's just like you know trade me i don't want to i don't like my ice time it's like okay well that's not the vibe that we've been cultivating in this dressing room everybody has been yeah. kind of solidifying their spot in this lineup without you for the last month and a half so i don't i think he's gonna have to fight for it like i think they'll try him out for a game here and there but i think he's he's in competition for his own spot now yeah and uh keith was saying actually his preseason and his camp were excellent so you know he's itching to get him in the lineup to see where he fits but i think it's important to say too that in the second period richie didn't play for his third line Uh, last couple of shifts or the second power play unit so you know things aren't looking good I know he had an assist tonight but I don't know everyone is on this wagon of he needs to show more like there needs to be more I don't know we talk about Ingvall's the next to get cut but he's been hustling out there what do do we want Leafs fans do we do we just want like seven nothing games where like like obviously like we're winning seven nothing I don't want it'll be seven nothing against (laughs) we just want like Austin Matthews getting hat tricks every game it's like you know the other teams have great players too we're gonna lose a few games every now and then and it's not always gonna be guys like Pierre Ingvall Nick Ritchie and uh and um or even like you know we're not going to see any production from Dermot or Little Grand or San- Sandy. I don't think we're going to see anything crazy coming out of them all of a sudden. But, uh... but hey, if you can expect a goal here and there from Kasha and for Kampf to produce like this, like, I mean, hey, it, they're not a ton of money. And if, if you can count on them to back you up with a goal here and there when the other guys aren't putting one in, then great. Like, that's what you want from the depth. It's kind of like to bring it back to the mm-hmm. Raptors over the years with Kawhi, where they found somebody in OG Ananobi and in Pascal Siakam and in, you know, Fred Van Vliet and all these guys that were, you know, coming off the bench to support these stars. And they're like, oh, you guys are actually good enough to take over. So we're, you know, yeah. it's, it's good to be able to count on the guys in the back. Or, uh, or a shout out from my Joseph uh, Wall. Bunting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph Wall, I mean. And if Bunting uh, keeps setting up Marner, he's going to solidify his spot on the first line. Yeah. Because that's what happened in the second goal. Like, nice play by Bunting right in front. Marner going to the net. This is exactly what we needed again. So <clears throat> it was good. Like, yeah, as much as I wish I know JT there's these li- one, but, uh, sorry. I know. I know. It's always going to be hard. And, hoping, like, even though it's but... not the same arena that he, he grew up in. <laughs> but uh... yeah. 
yeah put that in the past it's just it's i mean we did silence the booze but it's so much better when he does it Ugh. and he's been on fire lately like he just thought he could do it but uh, mm -hmm. next time also did you guys see that penalty on spezza that was insane that was in so stupid the second period that was the the, the tripping that call <sighs> where yeah. like so, he... again it was i think somebody just fell because on the replay the guy started falling before spezza's stick came around like, uh, yeah, it's like he didn't even touch him. That's why I wanted to bring up the bad ice thing because, like, that's that happened to at least that happened at least happened twice. Because uh, Palmieri, I don't like, I don't believe mm -hmm. that was also a, a, a penalty either. It looked like it was. Yeah. Like, I could see where the ref was coming from, and again, like my uneducated hockey opinion, yeah. maybe he touched him somewhere. I don't know. But the way it looked on the replay was it what it, to me wasn't really a penalty. It's like Buddy just tripped, and uh, as a Leafs fan, hey, I'll take I'll take the cheap ones. Hey. <laughs> We never but, the <laughs> but I'm not someone who's too proud to say that, like, you know, we, we kind of stole that one, too. So I think that might have been a gimme. I think they might have, you know, tit for tat, right? Paul Mary got a penalty, so let's throw it on Spezza, which I, yeah. I don't like. You know, that's why that uh, one uh, referee got roasted last year, even though he was uh, he's been around the league for years and everybody loves him. But at the same time, that's not something yeah. new in sports. So I don't like I would like to. I personally think that uh, NHL fans are uh, a little bit more sensitive than uh, soccer players on the pitch, but, <laughs> but uh, you know what, like we, you got to play fair, right? You know, that's, I, as I was saying earlier, I, I personally think there, the, the ice looked real, there had to be something to do with that. Cause there's no way that just every single player was on two left feet or their skate blades were broken. I think like there's something, it's a brand new arena, right? At the, you know, they're used to playing at that, uh, <clears throat> that, you know, that little league barn that they used to have, um, which apparently was like phenomenal. I heard, I heard, you know, you were talking about how, how the sound was incredible at the UBS, but apparently it was like, it's eerie at the, the previous arena, like nothing but stories about how that place would just light up. So again, new arena, new, uh, you know, new, I guess a new pair of shoes for everybody on the ice and, uh, you know, refs got a ref, right? So. Yeah. And speaking yeah, of I things, don't know, his face, like he didn't even flinch. No. And uh, speaking of things the Leafs never get, um, we got an emergency goalie who gets a shutout and plays like, uh, we'll call it a Vesna caliber goalie. Like, we never get this. <laughs> it's always the other guy. It's always, no. who's this person in net on the other team that has 40 saves? But this time it was our guy. Hey, it was only 19 shots and the Islanders look like shit. But hey, Joseph Wall in a second start with a shutout. It looked pretty scary there yes. for a second in the third, right? So uh, oh, we yeah. got we to gotta congratulate. You it can't did. just, again, you can say 19. Uh, you know, there's people who, uh, Leafs fans uh, such as ourselves, who only catch a glimpse of the games and don't actually watch moments like that. But, uh, you know, I did. And I got to say, I got to I got to give the kids some uh, some props. We can't we can't crap on them for only for only 19. When those were hard, that was a hard earned 19. That was... Hey, ni that, 19 shots is 19 yeah. potential goals. And uh, and just watching that was so ugly. Like Like, again, like just... You know, I said, ice the puck. Just get, just get it out of there. We can't <laughs> get that icing because, mm -hmm. because uh, at this point, like you're, you, you know, it's not Campbell. It's not even Freddie Anderson. It's not even Reimer. It's, <laughs> it's Joseph. Get it away from Wall. him. So just get that puck away from him because this is the opera. This that's the moment in every other Leafs game where we just get ruined. All of a sudden they bury the puck and then it's two more and then we're either in overtime or they beat us three two or something like that. So we don't want that. Yeah, but thankfully tensions were high. Like, no, go ahead. I just we got we got to wrap. Oh, this I was game just up, gonna say, all. yeah. Uh, he, Wall even lost his stick at one point, and there was a scramble in front of the net. Matthews uh, pushed it towards him, and he faced a couple power plays from the aisle. So 
all credit to him. Like, even though it was only 19 shots, it was, like I said, tensions were high and he pulled through. So that was great. Yep. Congrats to Joseph Wall uh, and congrats to the Leafs on a 3 nothing win. Uh, looking with, back uh, the week. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, no, what's with what? This what this this is uh, this is quick. Okay? Say what's yeah. with every time that I'm yeah. on the show. Two times, by the way. <laughs> every time on the show, the goalie's losing his uh, stick. What's uh... <laughs> yeah? Let's do now. What the hell? It's the Broder. Oh, the Broder effect. Uh, <laughs> so this week, well, would we say the Leafs are on an upward trend or a downward trend? I mean, they lost the first part of his back to back, but a three nothing win tonight. So we go from shutout to being shutout or other way, but. What do we think? Definitely upward, uh, depending on what happened tonight. But we got six out of eight points. During that streak, we have two shutouts. We have to give it to an upward, like, however you want to put it. Because even though we won't consider some of these teams playoff-esque, hey, six out of eight points, definitely upward. Not many teams are looking playoff-esque right now. So let's just take them all. Yeah. To quote the great philosopher uh, Milhouse, I would say that everything is coming up Milhouse right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's sloppy, but it's good. All right, and leave Michael Scott out of that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> uh, so, but that's the thing is like sloppy is not the, the way that the Leafs get wins. Usually, it's the way the Leafs get the way they lose. Sorry. So it's nice to see when the stars are maybe not scoring two, three goals a night, Hey, Marner got two tonight, but when everybody's not showing up that, Hey, they can get some little accidental things and some sloppy ones. Like that's, it's nice to see finally, uh, who did we give the first yeah. star of the week to for the Leafs? Got to give it to Jack. I was going to say, we I have mean, to, right? He was given the third star out of the pens game and the Leafs didn't even score. So, he had a shutout on Tuesday. He was given the second star against the Rangers, third star against the Pens. Jack Campbell all day because he's elite, and I'll say it every single episode. Can I just be really tacky and say Sheldon fucking Keefe? Oh. <laughs> God. First star, baby. Like, he has, you know, taken shit and turned it into a chicken sandwich. I don't know what the saying is anymore, but he's turned, he's turned what has been, like, the worst start to the Leafs, like just worse looking. Everything was awful. Like we were literally getting ready to, it was weird. There's like two games are like playing the parade. And then like, are just a string of losses, like burn down the city. And now we're, now it's, everybody's loving it. Everybody, you know, I'm happy. You're happy. I feel like yeah, we had jerseys tossed on the ice, like not three weeks ago, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, at first I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. You're being cheesy, but. No, he, he turned this team around. He's not afraid to juggle the lines around. We've seen Richie move up and down. We've mm-hmm. seen Bunting move up and down. We've seen Hull and uh, Lilligren and Dermot and Sandine in and out of the lineup. And, you know, he's not afraid to make changes. And, and even we saw Marner come off the first line and, and Nylander move up. Like, lots of things that, you know, Babcock wouldn't do in his lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And I want to bring up Riley too, because. Oh, I was going to say, sorry, Riley gets mine before we move on. Now you can go. (laughs) Three points in three games this week. He had five shots on Tuesday, two shots, two goals Thursday. My answer would have been Riley if he came through tonight or last night, but unfortunately he did not. So it's 
still Campbell for me. Um, who wears the dunce cap this week to flip it around? Who was absolutely garbage? Um, on my end, I give it to um, the combination of the Muzzin Hall line because they're just, I don't know why they keep putting them together. What do you guys think? It's interesting you said that because I have three things down for this just because it, it was hard picking this week because there were low scoring games all week. The Leafs shut out the other teams twice out of four times. So we didn't have much to work with, but if it wasn't them, it had to be Nylander for me. Only one assist, no goals in five games. He came off a super, super hot streak last week. Then he got changed with the lineup placement. I don't know how that affects things, but I don't know. He hasn't had good games lately, but it's the same thing. We analyze every little thing they do. So <laughs> no, you're right. Nylander but... has a microscope on him. And especially when you have such a hot streak, that microscope, the magnification goes up and people are expecting a little more to you. So mm -hmm. no, you're, you're totally fair to say that. I, I was, I almost missed that he was underperforming a little bit until you mentioned that. Cause he kind of got a break because he's been performing since yeah. the playoffs last year. Like he, he has kind of been the one that hasn't slowed down. So I, I wouldn't go as far as to give him the, uh, the cap for the week, but he's definitely been slowing down for the first time in a long time. And it's, it's going to get noticeable if he doesn't mm -hmm. pick it up soon for sure. Yeah. It's an honorable mention because he's been not carrying the team, but he's been sparking the offense for the better part of the last couple of weeks. So now we're in this mindset where we want Nylander to step up and he has the capability and we like, we love him beside Matthews, but Marner's there as well. And he Nylander's at that point where he needs to show that he can play first or second line and not slow down. And Leafs Nation will be happy, but I don't know. It's just this week he hasn't been like a physical presence on the ice when watching. He just kind of la di da di da, like kind of like the last couple years. I don't know. No, fair enough. Uh, Darty, did we lose you there? I think we did. Well, we'll uh, hopefully we'll get Darty back. But uh, who do you think? was underperforming this week other than well i guess we just covered that who was overperforming this week who's been i personally i think it's andre kasha i think he's after yes. having a slow start um hey welcome back darty um just saying who's been overperforming and i'm thinking andre kasha after having a pretty slow start and everybody was kind of questioning whether he was going to be a, you know, a goal scorer or if he's going to be a playmate, like we didn't really, nobody knew who this guy was before he came in. Um, yeah. and then what was it? Three goals in three games he got. And then, uh, another one mm -hmm. tonight, like, man, he is already outscored. I think his contract or what we'd expect from him. So <laughs> I, I got to give it to him. What do you think? One thing about Kasha though, is that we know he's injury prone and at the end of tonight's oh, game, kind of scared people, right? Because he went extra, extra hard there when it wasn't necessary. So that's that's an overperformance for me. Even though he's been checking off all the boxes, he needs to be careful. But at the same time, 
obviously he brings it, especially playing beside a lifetime lo- lifetime line mate of camp, right? Like I'm so happy they were kept together, especially they played their whole career together pretty much. But uh, yeah, I agree with you, but I just want to bring up quickly Simmons. Simmons is the type of guy that does everything right everything right for the Toronto Maple Leafs but for some reason puck luck is not on his side and he's not shooting the puck as much as we'd want because we know Simmons has a deathly shot we know he has an awesome net front presence he's dirty he can do everything you want from the guy but there's just one thing missing I don't know what it is from him I don't know I mean part of it you got to credit to the way that that fourth line plays. I mean, Spezza's fast and opportunistic and sets himself up for shots. And I mean, who's been their, their other winger on the fourth line? Um, Engvall? Bunting, Engvall, yeah, so, Richie. Uh, yeah, Jesus, everybody. <laughs> but everybody. Everyone. Slot machine, yeah. So when it's, <laughs> when it's Engvall, I mean, neither, that's pretty much just let's hand it off to Spezza and hope he can do something. If it's bunting, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Simmons is just covering the front of the net for bunting and Spezza to get looks or for bunting to set up Spezza. Like the way that that line set up, it doesn't really give him, it doesn't really set him up for an opportunity. It's more for him to clear the ice for Spezza. And I mean, we've been noticing yeah. Spezza all through the beginning of the season was scoring like crazy. And maybe he's cooled down a little bit now. He has cooled down, but a lot. But maybe we sh- should have been attributing more of that to um, Simmons playing on his line and, and giving him the space and threatening guys everywhere to, to open it up for somebody like Spezza. But he's definitely cooled yeah. up since. So both of them have. I think everyone just needs to use their shot more. Even tonight, Brody with a nice shot on net. Like no. this is something you don't see or say often. And if everyone just you know, quick shot off the stick, like Morgan Riley against the Rangers. Good things come to those who just throw pucks at the net. And unfortunately, last night against against the Pens, like we needed anyone and everyone to just pepper Jari, but no one did, unfortunately. So, but yeah. I brought him up earlier in the show, but uh, you do know that uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Michael Scott. And, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Engvall had uh, a really nice look uh, this game. Just, you know, no, uh, didn't have the finesse. So, yeah, take those shots. You never know. You never. Uh, that's the thing about uh, Jari as well is that uh, he was playing well in that game. But uh, the first star probably should have went to the post. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we do be hitting the post a lot. Which, again, hey, sometimes mm. it'll bounce in. Sometimes it'll bounce out. But you won't know if you don't take those shots. So... Yeah, same with Mikhaev. Never hitting the net. I know we're talking last season now, but doesn't hit the net. Misses the net completely or just whiffs from under him. And, like, we know this guy is speedy, like Ingvall. We know that they have great shots. It's it's just not being utilized. It hurts just watching from the couch. (laughs) Fuck, I would have sniped that. (laughs) Get me out there, man. I can do it. So uh, I didn't get the chance to say this, but I am putting my dunce cap on uh, Hall. So uh, yeah. just want to put okay. that out there because he's minus three or four or something. And he's just, you know, what was it? You yeah. saying he's not doing so well with uh, buzzing with muzzin. So, uh, yeah. 
He yeah. brings Muzzin down, Definitely man. not Muzzin with Muzzin. So uh, we yeah. are going way over time, so we're not going to cover everything that we had at the end here, but we're going to touch on one topic here, which uh, the only way I can start it off is, Finn, you're the best at winning. <laughs> this is the most that was genius. genius. Yeah. Just genius sign making. So in case you missed it, uh, the Vancouver Canucks are basically on fire and um, the fans are calling for them to clean house. And somebody, in order to sneak their sign in, because I guess you cannot just walk into an arena with a fire the general manager sign, Finn. Who would have thought? Yeah, Finn, the orca <laughs> uh, mascot of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, sorry. So Finn is his name. And then somebody put a sign that said, Finn, you're the best at winning, which when you fold it up, says fire Benning. Which prompted the fire bending chance in the crowd and uh, also prompted him sending his security goons out to confiscate the sign, which prompted more booze. So, uh, oh my God, what is going on with Vancouver? Yeah. What, what is going on? Because the last I heard was the excitement of signing Pedersen and Quinn Hughes to deals and finally locking them in so they can play games with the team. And the, they come out with uh, the last 11 games, two, eight and one. Like they finally got Oliver Ekman Larson, who they've been after for years. Like guys, what is yeah. happening? They shut out the Canucks or sorry, blackout. Black Hawks bleh, shut out the Canucks tonight, one nothing. Even though they came off a win um, against the Jets on the weekend, but sorry, the Canucks won. I don't know. The Blackhawks won tonight, oh, but the last game against the Jets, they lost. Yeah, so, the six ten but, and two uh, Blackhawks were able to shut out the six eleven and two Canucks. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god! <laughs> so um, I saw that. Who was it here? Patterson Bezer. Uh, Brock Besser and Horvat have 28 points collectively. Uh, that is equal to Alex Kerfoot, Jason Spezza, and Michael Bunting's points. For like yeah. a third uh, of the money. Those are like their top three paid forwards. Are you shitting me? JT Miller is leading the team in scoring with like seven goals. Everything's messed up, you know, and fantasy owners are pissed because we have the signing of Connor Garland, who was one of the top guys in Arizona last year, being placed mostly on the third line in the second power play unit. So that was kind of a bust. He finally got moved up to the first power play unit last night. But uh, literally their lineup right now, it has Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser on the third line, Bo, Bo Horvat. Niles Hoglander and Tanner Pearson on the first line. So tell me where the problem is, because why are you putting your superstars on the second and third line and then randoms on the first line? Like, I know they're not completely random, but come on, like you're paying um, Pedersen seven point, what is it? Three, five mil a year to play on the third line. Really? Yeah, And you're like Kyle Burroughs here, 15 games, one goal minus six. Lamico, 19 games played, one assist, minus five. Like Tyler Myers, zero goals, six assists. Like what the hell? Yeah. They can't score. They can't stop a goal to save their life. Like if you told me last year 
that the Vancouver Canucks were going to have Halak and Demko with Oliver Ekman Larson on defense with Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson's lockdown, I'd be like, oh shit, watch out. The Canucks are going to be sneaky contenders. But oh my God, yeah. it's a dumpster fire. On paper, they look stacked. Like they have their second power play unit with Pearson, Pedersen, Hoglander, Besser, and Ekim Larson. But with so many Nordic It doesn't players. make sense at the same time. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, good pal Richard Rowley, uh, you may know him as a uh, comedian and very dust, greasier than me, uh, mentioned that this is attributed to uh, not liking soft Swedes. <laughs> so, <laughs> soft I don't want to. I don't want to say that uh, this is just Vancouver's. Um, you know, affiliation with loving the soft Swedes, which is okay. Hey, I love myself a soft Swede as well. The Sedins are beautiful, but uh, that can't just be the solution. And quite frankly, I don't want to say it's because they got rid of their good luck charm, Louis Erickson last year, and that uh, <laughs> no, you know, they have no business having all yeah. Ekman Larson. But uh, why were they? Why? Why? Why they suck now? And they didn't suck nearly as bad when they still had Louis Erickson. <laughs> so <laughs> I know be- they've got four guys on long term IR, including Brandon Suter. Uh, they're still playing Braden Holpe. They're still paying Jake Vertanen. They're still paying Roberto Luongo $3 million this year. Oh, my God. How long do they have to do that? Is this, that like one of those this uh, is the last year. things? This is the okay. last year, thankfully. But they're still paying Holpe and, and Vertanen next year. So that's three and two and a half million against the Caps. That doesn't help. Like, my God, yeah. guys. Um, Time to relocate 6. to 1. Quebec, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole other thing. We got... Francois Legault, the uh, premier of Quebec's meeting with Gary Bettman, apparently, but I don't know, Merrick shot it down saying that it's more on Quebec's side, that they're kind of more smoke than, than Bettman seems to admit there is. Um, mm-hmm. But back to Vancouver for a sec, Dangle made a good point that Jim Benning does not sound confident in anything he says. He's that like his, he should never be put in front of a microphone that I watched the, the press conference and uh, he says, you know, about 4,000 times in 22 minutes. It's his um is, you know. So he doesn't sound... Like every other NHL player. Yeah, he doesn't sound confident. He doesn't sound like they're even his decisions. So what Steve's point was is that the Aquilinis could have him as like a shadow puppet kind of GM that they can tell, go get this player, go do that. And he's just like, you know, yes, sir, you're paying my contract. Great, thanks. Like he's just a, you know, a face to fill the role, but the Aquilinis are really running this team. They're the owners that Brian Burke loathes that don't let him do his job. Hmm. Oh, Berkey. Yeah, man. I don't know. I have a few friends that are Canucks fans and obviously things aren't looking their way, but no one would have guessed what's happening right now. Like the only team below them are the Seattle Kraken and for good reason. Right. But yeah. Like at some point, like they make the joke that Canadian GM is the uh, most secure job in Canada. Cause no matter what these guys do, they can't get fired, but Benning's been there forever. And at some point the Aquilini's just got to say like, look, you're done, dude. Like this is, this team's not working. We've given you every chance. This is our money. You're going out there and spending. They've completely cleaned house multiple times. They've been held out on contracts like on Hughes and, uh, Hughes and Patterson. Like yeah. the amount of shit contracts they just had to dump off on Arizona to get Ekman Larson between like Beagle and all these other guys. Like, my God. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and like you said, the 6.1 mil over cap with four players on long-term injury reserve. Out of the four players, the only notable player is Michael Furland at 3.5. Like, it's not even like it's long-term moves or really great depth moves, honestly. So, I don't know. You would expect things to turn around. And I kind of feel bad for Thatcher Demko. Like, he's been standing on his head, right? And last year, he was in the, um, the talks of best goaltender and now it's like the team's completely letting him down so so who's calling jimmy up for a trade this week yeah and when does he get fired if he does get fired well honestly like at this point he should have been by now so they're probably going to let him make some big move to try to save this team so Mm -hmm. who's it going to be and who's calling him like who's in a position to need somebody from this team like i mean probably montreal probably the islanders like well, the team's that... trying to burn it down. They want to get rid of Demko. And I can think of a team that needs a goaltender right now. I think a few of them, but uh, the biggest one would be uh, the Oilers, right? Aren't they looking yeah. for attendee right now? That that would be they have huge, everything. Actually. They have everything yeah. but a but, but a tent. Well, because look, the the Canucks are. I, I know there's a lot of games left this season, but I think it's just it's unacceptable that they have, uh, as we all know, as fantasy uh, owners, they have some of the best players in in, in the league, and they are just awful. Um, somebody brought up uh, Kraken or a couple minutes ago, and didn't they just beat the tar out of the Capitals? So uh, yes, they did. So five two. Yeah. Wow. So it's uh, yeah. Canucks have uh, you know what are they they're they got some they got some growing pains. I think just like the Leafs have had. I yeah. think they're gonna I think they're gonna need some time. Maybe they can maybe we talk thirty games from now and uh, it's a completely different story. But it's not looking good right now. It's not looking freaking good. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. the draft lottery, it's a lottery for a reason. It's not like every team come, come in last place and then they come out with Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews and it's just problem solved. Like Pedersen and, yeah. and Besser and Hughes are proving to not be, you know, team-saving players. But Benning said in the press conference... they're damn good players, though. That's the problem. The, and and that's, JT Miller as well. I said, unacceptable. Yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, Benning said, we, you know, we've tried to surround these guys, you know, with... Uh, with lots of veterans and, you know, um, I think we're at the point where, you know, these, these young guys can, you know, take over. And I, I don't know if now, I mean, it's like we're seeing with Montreal with Suzuki and Caulfield, we're like, all right, your team now, I don't think it was time to hand this team over with this little support for those guys. Like they don't seem Mm -hmm. to be handling it that well, or at least um, Travis green doesn't seem to be the coach that can pull these guys out of this hole. So I don't I don't know how far down this goes to like who's just blowing this so bad like if the players are in their heads the coach can't turn this around the GM doesn't know who to bring in or the owners are just screwing the whole thing from the top down like I don't know where this starts and ends. Yeah, and didn't the Canucks ask the media to stop shitting on them? Yeah, that always goes well. The that? They're like they're like a couple <laughs> games away from their own salute gate happening. I think that's called the like, Streisand effect, right? You, you, <laughs> that's just asking for trouble, right? Yeah. Please stop making fun of us. We know we suck. Please. It's like Jeb Bush. Please, please clap. Please clap. <laughs> oh, Jeb. Like the Coyotes didn't complain after a lifetime of losing. Now they're suddenly losing and they're, the Canucks are crying about it to everyone. And <laughs> Benning's just so upset that the crowd is cheering fire Benning. Like... There's more people Come chanting firebending than there are Arizona Coyotes fans, though, to be fair. <laughs> like, the Coyotes can go 1-15, and, and, like, 
all 50 people that watch the game at home are like tuning into the, I don't know, the Phoenix Suns game instead. Like doesn't matter for them. But but this is this what is the Cana- NHL this wants. Is this is team. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And they look at this more as a entertainment and money field more than actual sports lovers. Like they're in that kind of microscope of whatever's going to make us the most and attract viewers and la 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 la. So any headlining thing to go their way works. So yeah, I, I guess a know. dumpster fire is still something. We still remember the garbage uh, eight-win season from the Capitals. So, Yeah. Um, so one quick thing I want to touch on before we sign off here. Uh, something happened with the Dallas Stars on Friday that just has blown everybody's minds that heard about this. So you guys remember when Spezza had his first game with the Leafs and Babcock benched him when he had all his friends and family? Mm-hmm. Darty, did you hear about what happened? Oh, with uh, with Dallas, yeah, with Riley. So I thought you were gonna. I thought I, I thought you were gonna bring up uh, when they signed uh, Sergeant Slot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that they. I think I posted about that they gave they gave a jersey to to a retired uh, WWE WWF uh, legend uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I thought, uh, hey, another uh, washed up uh, washed up player for that team, but uh, no, yeah, I think I you know one. Point one here is that uh, every time now that I'm on the uh, pod here that we go over time, so I apologize. I got a big mouth. I, I, I'm just going to have to nope. deal with that. But uh, <laughs> two, uh, last time I was on the pod and I went over time, we were talking about our good friend, Mike Babcock, uh, you know, good uh, native of uh, Manitowoc, Ontario, represent, and, uh, you know, kind of a piece of shit. Let's be, let's be real. He's a bit of a jerk on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a good guy, you know, as a coach, but then at the same time, like he, he's old school and we were, we're 2021. We're kind of past that kind of level of coaching. And yeah, what he did um, to Jason Spezza was just, it was just rude. All right. Like I get, I get that we want to win games, but at the same time that uh, we're, we're not, we're Canadians and we care about family and we care about being good to our neighbors. And we've always, we have the reputation that even though we're salty people and we don't have our cigarettes and coffee in the mornings that we're still always trying to say sorry. And so we try to be nice people, but that what he did to, to Jason Spezza was not nice. And so I was hoping like any other good Canadian, that that would not happen again because that's an atrocity mm-hmm. and take, not, you can take it off here. Not only did it, did it happen again, but the Spezza thing was the second time that Babcock did something like this because Mike Badano has 1,499 games played and will always have 1,499 games played because Mike Babcock scratched him in his last game. Third time he did it too. He did it to Chelios as well. He did it to Chelios during the uh, Winter Classic um, when he said you're only playing, you're only playing uh, uh, like five minutes or, you know, you're playing, you're playing the first face off and then, uh, and then you're getting drunk the rest of the game. Or <laughs> I think oh, that's yeah. what happened. Is he, he, yeah. he was drinking by the second period. I remember that. Yeah. He was just completely loaded because he, Bab, Babs wanted to have his way. Right. Uh, you know, prima donna, like, I get it. Like everybody, you know, you, when you think that you're in charge of something, you want to feel like you're in charge of something, but at the same time, like you, uh, you know, sometimes you want to rule with an iron fist sometimes because you want the guys in the room to respect you, but you also need to know when to be a good person, right? And bringing the point to the young fellow who uh, got his first chance to play uh, in the, uh, I think it was it was his first, his yeah, first Dallas so Stars I, game I should, at least. Here, so I should, I should cover this whole thing. So what happened was on Friday, the Dallas Stars were playing in the Minnesota Wild. And there was a kid on the team who was playing, I believe it was his third or fourth NHL game ever. And his first- Minnesota native his first in Minnesota because yeah. he's from Minnesota. So this is what made it a big deal is he, 
after the morning skate was told that he was going to be playing and he was going to be on the third line, he did an interview where he talked about, you know, all my friends and family are going to be here. There's high school jerseys with my name on it. My kid's going to be here with a Dallas Stars jersey that says daddy on it. Like my everybody is here. He ran out of money. So Nick Bukestad, who plays for the other fucking team, helped him out and bought more tickets to give to more of his friends and family. And uh, about five minutes before the game or half an hour before the game, game time decision. Well, Kiviranta is good to play. and We want a little bit more speed on the third line. So Rick Bonus decides to scratch Riley Tuft and put Kiviranta instead. Um, not only this, more to the interview, Tuft talked about how he drove past the Minnesota Children's Hospital and remembered lying in bed there at 11 years old being diagnosed with diabetes and they gave him tickets to a wild game and he was dreaming about being in the NHL. Are you fucking kidding me? How do you do this to somebody? How? They mm. they lost 7 to 2, by the way. So, I hope Kevin Ranta yeah. added so much speed to that third line for you. Are you fucking kidding me, bonus? So to bring it over to what you were saying earlier about the Wikipedia page, his Wikipedia page got absolutely ravaged over the last 48 hours. So it was like he was instead Good. of head coach, it was like is familiar with the sport of ice hockey, but is otherwise a garbage human being who should not be working in the NHL. And then like goes on to say like his final game coaching in the NHL was like November nineteenth uh, against the against Minnesota Wild. It was just so funny the way they put it. Now imagine a kid actually using that as a source <laughs> in school for a paper or something. God bless Wikipedia. You can go in and check the edits. Even though people have changed it back, you can go through and read all the ones that got changed. It's amazing. <laughs> I was sending them uh, to our group chat today. Um, but this poor kid. Serious, serious topic. But it's like, this is, um, look, the one thing that hockey has going for it, just like any other sport, is we have some damn good stories, okay? But the problem is, is we... The NHL obviously is, it's at a turning point, right? We're starting to see that there is the opportunity for us to grow as a league to actually start to match, you know, it will take a long time before we come up to the NBA or the NFL, but there's a chance that we can be just as, just as successful as them. But we're seeing right now that um, what hockey is really, really lacking. And it's sad because, you know, as I was mentioning earlier that we are, this is a Canadian sport, you know, Canadian dominated sport. And as Canadians, we like to think that we're really nice people, but it's obviously not true because this has been bothering me a lot. And of all things, it goes back to one of my favorite moments in hockey with Mr. Uh, Hockey legend, John Scott, is that hockey lacks empathy. And it's really sad because um, we have the miracle on ice. We have um, the uh, we have that uh, that great goal from uh, Sidney Crosby. But what we don't have is a lot of this. Well, what we do have is a lot of this evil empire of the NHL just shitting on feel good stories for whatever reason does not make sense to me. Because as a league, you want feel good stories. You, you, it's not about winning or losing. It's about making money. <laughs> it is about making money. And what makes money? is the Disney Channel feel-good story. It does, right? When people love to hear um, that somebody from uh, a situation that is, you know, you know, you know, rags to riches, um, Lady in the Tramp style story, and, and in case in point, John Scott, right? Uh, they had uh, all these people, you know, vote for this, uh, this thug who, you know, probably has no business being the all-star game, and Bettman just shat all over that 
which again, doesn't make any fucking sense because people wanted him there, whether it was a joke or not. That's, you know, who pays your bills? People, people with their money pay to see that. Right. And that was one of the best all-star games I ever watched. Um, and it just made the league look awful that they fought against that for whatever reason. And then going towards this point, right. Seeing uh, this young chap um, buy all these tickets have such a, you know, a good heart put towards wanting to play in this game and whether they blew this game or not, he paid, all this money to get his family to come see him. Everybody knew this was happening. And yet they still decided, oh yeah, we'll scratch you. What? This does not look good on the league. This is something that, you know, Mm -hmm. this is, if you've ever seen the movie, The Godfather, the the one guy, he wakes up with a horse's head in his bed. Like this is what, you know, Gary Bettman wakes up to and screams every night because this makes the league look like shit. It makes it like, it's, it's so easy to fix these things. Like the John Scott thing, like anything that Babcock did, like this particular situation as well. Like all it takes is a little bit of empathy and saying, you know what, let's, you know, let's do it. See what happens. Cause that's where you get moments like a miracle on ice. That's where you get moments where, you know, you get that scrappy, you know, fellow on the, on the ice that, you know, you get a David Ayers moment, right? Like obviously nobody wanted David Ayers to, to, to be lights out that game, but like, it looked amazing. That's the kind of story that you want to see. Like as a Leafs fan, no, but as a, as a hockey enjoyer, mm-hmm. yes. So if yeah. uh, we're going to continue to make this league, this ho- national hockey league, um, not be a, um, a two cent uh, CFL, uh, you know, league, <laughs> and it's actually going to be major league, then we have to like, actually, you know, let these stories happen. Let the, let the scrappy upstart get his chance, even if it means that, you know, there's a possibility that you could lose 7-2, which they did it anyways. So, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, yeah. let, let, let a John Scott play in the all-star game and, you know, knock a couple skulls, right? Like, just because, like, that's what people let, people want to see something. It's like, that, that should never happen, and it does. And that makes people feel good when they see something like that. Darty Broder, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I don't Ooh. know how coherent that was, but oh, it's just, I get a little, I get a little heated, all right? I get a little heated. spot on. Yeah, you're absolutely it was right. spot on, and these media outlets bought into the story, and that's why he was interviewed at the priest, the morning skate, the warm up, like literally every step of the way up into the actual game. This guy was pepped up, and the media bought in on his story as well because we all love these feel good moments, and we know that NHL's been trying to do this time and time again especially with your hometown classics games your literally anything to get the community involved so hey it's like who was the yeah. the, the u of t kid who got called up to be the backup goalie for the leafs it's things like that bishop yeah exactly it's like things like that need to happen just for people to get excited like the carolina hurricanes can't be the only team that everyone goes yeah you guys are doing something fun that i like watching like there's 31 of the bunch of jerks are the ones who get it right. The bunch of fucking jerks yeah. get it right. And the rest of the league can't. <laughs> right. It's insane. And it, like, it's so easy to do it too, because the foundation's there. Like when I was watching the, the game at work, people walked by and they said, Oh, why are the, the, the ads on the board all purple? And I said, Oh, it's the hockey fights cancer nights. They, they were donating the jerseys from the morning skate. And everybody was like, that's really cool. I've never heard of that. I'm like, they've done that for a long time, but yeah, they don't really, push these things they don't advertise this they don't bring attention to it like it's kind of something that they've passively just been like well people know it exists so it's fine well people don't and this is how you bring no. people that aren't necessarily the biggest hockey fans into watch because they feel like the league is moving in the right direction instead of hearing about things like kyle beach and thinking it's moving in the wrong direction and just leaning into the stereotypes that they've grown up knowing about hockey players 
This was yeah. a Rudy moment and they blew it. Yeah. This was like, <laughs> like how this is so easy. This is the, mm. again, it's like sometimes just, you know, let good, let people enjoy things. Stop worrying about, you know, fuck the analytics, fuck the eye test. This kid obviously had a really good story and everybody knew what was happening. You know, this, you know, this is the moment where the coach needs to get over himself, just like Mike Babcock. Sometimes you need to get over yourself and say, you know what? Let the kids play. All right. See what happens. Look, every now like, your third we, line left also- winger is not going to lose the game. That's all. Go on. Nope, nope. That's it. That's exactly. So I said, let the kids play, right? Because at the same time, like you're just, you're just, why, you know, why, why, why be assholes when you can be, when you can be a hero? And 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 in this league, in this day and age, in this exact moment, all hockey needs to be right now is to be the heroes. That's it. And mm-hmm. it's just an easy thing to do. You got 80, is it 86 games? All right. You got 82, <laughs> 82 games, yeah. 82. There you go. You got 82 games. You know, you have lots of, you got lots of games to lose, but you, there's only one opportunity to do something like this. So it, it's yeah. they keep getting teed up for these things. It's like when Daly and Batman were asked about providing help for John Doe too. And they just said, no, we'll leave that to the Blackhawks. It's like, you just got teed up to save yourselves from a PR nightmare. And you just fucking blew it again. Like, how are you guys so unaware? So we are, we're just, I mean, look, we're doing these once a week now. It's Sunday. We're going to go over. These are supposed to be big episodes, but, uh, it's the Sunday edition, all right? This is like, you know, you get that big fat newspaper at the end of the day. You know, that sound Darty's age right there. I don't know who reads the newspaper. I read the athletics. So nice. There you go. But, uh, I just but this wanted, is the Sunday edition. Or the Sunday edition, exactly. I, I figured it was going to go long. We had a lot to talk about. But uh, I just want to touch on, um, I'm going to be posting something special on our Twitter, which uh, as the, my my work week comes to an end, I counted out there will be 12 games between when I'm back at this full time to when Christmas happens or whatever holiday you celebrate. And uh, so we're going to do a 12 days of giveaways. So I've teamed up with a couple different people. Um, I've gotten some fun uh, Leafs Funko Pop vinyl figures. I've got, I think, Taveras and Riley. I have a uh, cool. a 15-inch tall Carlton the Bear wearing a Leafs jersey uh, plush, which is super cool. Um, and also I need to... F- oh, i got to find her name because I want to make sure that I shout out... The- the appropriate person here uh, at Optimus Rhyme Forty Seven, uh, <laughs> Victoria, Rhyme. who uh, who makes leaf stickers. Um, I've uh, teamed up with her, so she's going to be sending us a bunch of fun leaves final stickers. So there's going to be lots of giveaways happening. So stay tuned, and I'm going to drop the details of how we're going to do that. I got to work out how I'm giving them away, but twelve days of giveaways up until the holiday season. So we're going to give away lots of leaf stuff. And Better runner, than Ellen. Runners no up problem. get a carton of cigarettes from Dirty Roder, uh, sponsored by uh, Putters. Uh, no, no, Fresh off the reserve. <laughs> For legal reasons, that was a joke. So the, Fresh from the reserve, uh, eleven bucks a bag. And Steph, we have we do have a, a grand prize kicking around, right? Don't we? We have something else. We do have a grand prize, an extra special grand prize kicking around. If uh, we get to our numbers by then or a high enough following i don't know or maybe the end of the year grand prize yeah, we'll we'll see. we'll see we might save but, that one uh, for later because it's a it's a big end but it's it's officially set aside as lln merchandise at this point 
So hit that like yes. and subscribe button, you beauties. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Friends and family who are watching this, keep spreading the news. <laughs> yeah. Watch it tell twice. Tell all your grandmas. Tell, tell your, your uncle that watches the Leafs. Tell your, your, uh, your grandma who is still a Sens fan, regardless of what happens. And, you know, just, just spread it around to all your friends. Your cousin who plays for the Penguins. We um, even want Bruins fans here. I know how much we hate them, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Hey. They were shut out tonight for nothing. Calgary. Manjapani, let's go, buddy. Let's go. So, uh, again, it's going to be something along the lines of uh, like and, and sharing, you know, the usual. So, uh, with that, you're going to follow Darty Broder on Instagram and on Twitter because that's where you get all of the fun memes why is my outro not playing i hit the button and it's not playing the music come on play the music we got an outro get it together i know i'm failing right now you're fired it's going live are we going come on come on yeah there we go we got outro music <laughs> thanks guys yeah Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. And at Daddy Brodeur. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug. Steph the fan.